Hi, welcome back to Wildflower Women. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Megan Prince-Will and I am so thankful to have you along on this journey. You have tuned in to week two of 1 Corinthians 13, Love Is. And if you did not hear Love Is part one, can check back on our on the podcast and listen to that one but I'm super excited about tonight. Uh, last week I mentioned that I was going to spend a little bit more time kind of trying to tune into what the Holy Spirit was saying to me about these next two uh, what love is uh, pieces of 1 Corinthians 13. This this week it's actually um, love what love is not and I when I first started breaking this down and studying it, I was a little bit confused on these two because I felt like God had, had shown me that uh, these, what these, these descriptions of love, I've always looked at them as how we are to love others. But I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of gave me a little bit of a more, um, of a deeper view of uh, that love is not this description of love is not just how we reflect that love to others, but how um, we uh, show that love in the way that we love God and actually also in the way that God loves us. And so when I got to these next two, I was a little bit kind of uh, maybe a little standoffish because I, I didn't know how God was going to break it down to me of the way that God works with us and the way that God shows his love to us um, as far as love is not. And so I am so excited because I feel like I, I, it may not, you know, I understand we're all different and we're all in a different place. And this one may not minister to you the way that it ministered to me, but I had a moment uh, just before I started this, just in prayer, just getting myself ready in the right mindset to, to record this, I just had this, this moment with God when, I, when it was like he, he broke it down to me so clearly. And so I want to share that with you tonight um, in the second week of Love Is. And so tonight, last week it was love is patient and love is kind. And tonight we are talking about love is not jealous and love does not boast. And so I want to go into this and I want to share this with you. Uh, In 1 Corinthians 13, obviously this is what we're talking about. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy or love is not jealous um, and love does not boast. And that's where we're going to stop. But I want to talk to you tonight first about love is not jealous, love does not envy. Now, in this, like I said before, I've always looked at these descriptions of love as though they are how we are to treat others. And that is obviously how we are to treat others. This is telling us how to love others properly, but it goes so much deeper. And so the clear uh, love is not jealous or love does not envy in relation to how we love others. It, that That's one of those kind of like kindness. It's, it's duh. We are, love doesn't, love is not envious. Um, love celebrates what others have. And, and I'm, I'm, I feel myself kind of breaking right now in this moment because I, I've, I've thought about, um, I've had to live this out 
the last couple of years as we've walked through infertility and we've walked through um, after the miscarriage and other people having babies when ours didn't make it, when ours didn't survive, when we didn't get to hold our baby and other people are having their babies. And, and I've had to learn. And honestly, I, I knew it, but I've, I, I'm almost thankful for the opportunity that God has given me to put this into practice, to love. Because, you know, we it's one thing to be envious of someone who has... Uh, who got those new shoes that you were wanting. You know, as, as kids, we, we envy the silliest things. We're jealous of the, of the, the most ridiculous things of, you know, our, our friends got, my friend has a, a swimming pool and I don't have a swimming pool or my friend has, has this, this clothing from this store and I don't have that. Or my friend has this friend and, and they're my friend, but I want them, I don't, I don't want them to have another friend because then what if they forget about me? And, you know, we have these, all these little things that we're envious of, but in the moment when it's something so much deeper than a superficial thing, like a desire, the deepest desire of your heart when you can put that into practice and you can celebrate what someone else has when it's the only thing you want. You know, for me, it's been a, I, I've talked about it in my, uh, in, shared with the followers on my, um, my Wildflower Mothers Instagram and Facebook group. And I talked about the, the, the way that, the way that it hurts when it's, it's the one thing that I, I want more than anything for myself is to be a mother and seeing countless posts of birth announce or pregnancy announcements and then having friends that I'm close to that are pregnant and, and even my best friends in this point in life that are having babies when I'm not. And that moment that I say I'm not going to be envious because love does not envy and I love these people. I love them with such a pure, compassionate love, godly love that I'm not going to be jealous. I'm going to celebrate and it. And some days it's hard and some days the, the only thing I can do is double tap so that that little heart turns red. And I can't come in and say congratulations because I don't have the strength within me. But love says it doesn't matter if it's everything I've ever wanted. I'm going to celebrate when someone else gets it. Because that, the truth is, I'm going to want somebody to celebrate with me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some people celebrating with me someday. There's going to be a moment when I, post some, when I post something on Facebook or Instagram and I announce that, that God has answered and that we are having a baby. And it is going to be a baby that is healthy and 
comes full term and we we hold that baby alive and well, I'm going to post that one day soon. And when I post that, I'm going to want somebody to celebrate with me. And I'm going to hope that people aren't jealous of me, but yet they, they see that if that is what they're desiring, that they don't need to be jealous, that they need to stand even more firm in their faith that God is the God that answers. So whenever we have those things in life for others, we're not jealous of them. Love does not show uh, any sign of, of envy or jealousy. Love celebrates. Love celebrates. So with God, as far as that's, you know, that is how, how we uh, react and show love to others. But then we have the other side of that where how do we, how do we say that we're not jealous? We don't show jealousy to God. Um, and like I said, these were two, two of them that I, I really, I, I, I struggled with. Did I hear correctly? But I feel like God, God gave me something on this. The Holy Spirit spoken. And, and in that same vein of not being jealous with others, a lot of times we show our jealousy to, with God. We react with God when we get mad. Because God has given somebody else what we want. Or God has, God has given, blessed somebody else. I don't know if you have anybody in your life that it just seems like their life is just easy. Every single thing that they set out to do, it works. They decide that they're going to get a job at this place. They put in the application and they get an, a call for an interview and the next day they have a job. And then they decide they want to buy a house and they they find the house they want, they apply for the loan, they get approved, they go to the to put in a contract on the house, they, it's accepted at the offer that they give and it's way below what they were asking and, and then they move in and everything's perfect and then and then they they, they want it maybe they want to get married and or whatever order it comes in. You know, they, they want to get married and they're like, okay, I'm ready to get married at this age and this is what this I'm I'm ready now and then they, they walk out their front door and bump into the man of their dreams and they get married six months later and it's perfect. And then they just say, okay, we're going to have a child. And, and, and they wake up one morning and they say, you know what, we should have a child. And they're pregnant in a month. They're, you know, it's, it's already there. Some people, it just seems like life is just easy for them. And I don't know if you're the one, if you're the one that's listening and life is kind of easy for you, then God bless you. <laughs> but if you're the one that's listening, that life is not easy. Life just feels like it's always an uphill battle. Sometimes we can forget that God knows best, that God is not a respecter of persons, that he doesn't pour out blessings on one more than he does another. But the fact is he knows us and he created us for a purpose and his plans and the things that we walk through and the blessings that we receive and the way that we receive them and the, and the, um, the uh, provision that God provides and the timing of it and the way that he answers our prayers, they, it is all strategic for us to accomplish the perfect plan that he has for us. And so a lot of times we get mad at God. We say, God, why me? Why not me? Why, why, why are they getting everything that I've desired and everything that I've prayed for? Why did you do it so easily for them? But the thing is about love that we love, when we love God, when we love him and we 
we fall back into that love and we say, no, God, I love you because you first loved me. And if I love you, I will not question. I won't point my anger and my jealousy at you and say, why didn't you do it? When we love God, we trust God. We trust his timing. And we, it, I, I'm, if, if you've had, even today, if you, if you had a moment today that you were mad, that you, you just kind of looked back and said, God, why? Why not? Why me? Why not me? It's okay because God knows that we're human. There's a verse that um, I believe it's in Psalm. I, I don't know where in Psalms, but it says that, that God, God knows and he remembers that we are but dust. He knows that we are just human. So when we struggle in those areas, he doesn't look at us and say, you should know better. You know I am the God that answers and you know that I know best. So you should trust me. God doesn't get mad at us for getting mad at him. He loves us in that and he gives us the grace to come back and say, God, I'm sorry. I love you and because I love you and because you love me, I trust you. All right, so now this is the moment I have been waiting for. God is not jealous. Our love, love is not jealous. And how does that relate to us? How does that work with us? There is, this was the one that I was so confused, not necessarily confused, but I was, um, I, I, I was a little kind of like, wait a minute, that does that doesn't really make sense. How, how does that, how, how does, how does this flow together? Um, how, how can I say that God is not jealous, but yet the Bible says that he is a jealous God. The Bible says that, that, that he, he is a jealous God. And so in that verse, it's in Exodus, it says, that God is a jealous God, but love is not jealous and God is love. So how, if God is love, God is the ultimate love. He is love. Like there is not love without God because God is love. But if this, if first Corinthians 13 tells us that God is not, that, that love is not jealous, then love is God. So Love, God can't be jealous, but yet Exodus tells us that God is a jealous God. So I, I didn't know, I, w- I was confused. I was like, okay, maybe I missed it. Maybe, maybe these three sides of, of these individual things, maybe, maybe I got that wrong. Maybe I was wrong on that one. And I, I started to, to backtrack a little bit, but then I was like, wait a minute. No, there's got to be something here. And so I, I dug a little bit deeper and studied that a little bit more. And, and it's what I found was that the, the word that, or the, the, I don't know if it was Greek or Hebrew, and I'm not even going to pretend like I can tell you the word that the jealous was in the Greek or, Greek or Hebrew, because I, I, I know I can't pronounce it, and I'm not going to sound even more silly than I already do, you know, because I, I say silly stuff all the time, but I don't want to, like, sound silly on something that I could just, like, say, you know, it is what it is. So this is, is one of those, it is what it is. There's a Greek or a Hebrew word that is used in this for jealous. And it doesn't mean uh, jealous as in she got what I wanted and I'm now I'm mad because she got what I wanted and I'm jealous of her. 
But this word, it actually uh, is a passionate expression of his love. It is, it's talking about that God is a jealous God because we are his and he is jealous for what rightly belongs to him. He is jealous for us. And so God, God is love. Love is not jealous, but God is a jealous God. How does that work? God is jealous for us. Not he is he is jealous for us and he deserves to be jealous for us because we are his. We belong to him. We are absolutely everything about us is his. We are his children and he is jealous for us. But his jealousy is not a jealousness or it's it, it, it's not about the, it's not the type of jealousy that we have. And this is this is when I when I said I, I had a moment in in praying and preparing for this. It was about this because I was asking God, how how can I convey this that it makes sense? Because you are a jealous God and you are jealous for us because we belong to you. And what what I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me is because God is jealous for us. He wants us because he knows he is perfect love and he knows that in him is perfection, that in him is perfect peace, that in him is joy unspeakable, in him is life everlasting, in him is the fullness of of life, an abundant life. And so God is jealous for us when we offer our attention and our affection and our worship to the things of this world. I believe that God gets jealous of Facebook and social media. I believe that God gets jealous. His jealousy is 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 opened up when we are focused on the news. I believe that in my own life that God's jealousy is is opened up some whenever I begin to doubt or when I hear the words of the doctor in my head that said it's impossible. I believe that that is the moment when God is is gripped with jealousy for us because God knows this is this is the part I want you I want you to get is that God knows that we don't find our worth in likes on a post. God knows that we don't find our security, that our security is not found in what the news tells us is happening. God knows that what is impossible with man is possible with him. And so when we get distracted, when we start to get overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and and self-consciousness and feelings of 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 worthlessness and and feelings of 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 depression or or feelings of hopelessness god knows that that if we would just come back to him if we would just turn our eyes to him that he could speak out of his abundant overwhelming unimaginable unsurpassable love that he could speak out of that love into our lives and we would no longer fear the things of this world, that we would no longer find ourselves hopeless, that we would no longer find our, our, our insignificance in this world, but that we would find our significance in him, that we would find our true worth, that we would find our purpose, that we would find our reason for being, that we would find who we are, hope, love, life, joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, that we would find it in him. So he is jealous of us because he is perfect 
love. We are we are, we are complete in him. And so that is why love is not envious or jealous. But God, who is perfect love, is jealous of us. Because he is jealous over us. The world, he knows that the world does not deserve our attention and our affection. The world doesn't deserve it. Because in him is where we find our, our complete, full life. And he knows that, and so he is jealous for us. And I don't know, I, like I said, we are all in different places, and, and maybe that didn't speak to you the way that it spoke to me. Maybe it didn't uh, to well up within you, but it, it, it gave me so much. Uh, I, just, I, would just, I just wanted to just cry. Because so it just, just to think that God is jealous for my attention, that he is jealous for my affection because he knows, he knows that his plans for me are perfect, that his plans for me are good, that he knows that, that his life and love and hope and peace are far greater than anything that I could that I could find in this world, and I, 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 I just I couldn't wait I couldn't wait to jump in and to share that with you because it just was a whole new revelation of the way that God loves us for me and and I I wanted to share it with you. All right, so I've, I've got to I've got just a few more minutes and I want to jump on to the next one here, which is love does not boast. Um, love does not boast with others. Obviously, love if you um, sometimes you know sometimes sometimes someone else gets what we want, and sometimes we are the ones who get what we want. And love when we love others, and and we are not. I'm not just talking about our friends and our family, um, and the people that are close to us. We are called to love every single person that we come in contact with, and even people that we don't know. We are to love them. That is what the Bible says that we are supposed to love others. Uh, but in boasting, sometimes we are the ones that get what we asked for. And so it is so important that we, we are careful to not boast of ourselves to others, to not boast in those things. We are obviously supposed to boast about God and to bring God glory for what he has done. But we are to, to remain, um, uh, tender, and in tune with those around us, that we, when we talk of the goodness of God, that we would be so, so, um, so focused and so intent on the glory of God being what is boasted about and not our own works and not ourselves that we wouldn't say, yeah, God really loves me. So God gave me this because I'm his favorite. Like that's, it's so, it's so, um, so it's, it's dangerous. I, I feel like just because I've heard that before, I've, I've heard people say things like that. And it made in, in my own insecurities, it made me feel like, well, I, that maybe that's true. Maybe I'm, maybe you, maybe God does like you more than he likes me because it's not easy for me. You did get exactly what you wanted and I haven't gotten, God hasn't answered my prayer yet. And so being so careful to not boast, to boast about God, 
but to make sure that we're not boasting that it that it can't refl- that it, it's not about who about us but that it is only about God and then with God and this uh, this just um just this was one of those things that I I wanted some extra clarification on uh but do not boast for to our in our love for God we don't boast to God and and I was kind of I was a little bit confused I was like well how do, how I mean I don't really know how that how that would happen but the Holy Spirit God is faithful and he he's he reminded me of the story in Luke chapter 18 the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee and the tax collector and the Pharisee it's this in this parable Jesus is talking to us and he's telling us about the Pharisee who the the Pharisee and the tax collector were standing side by side in prayer in the temple there and and the Pharisee said, I thank God in his prayers and his big boisterous boastful prayers. He said, I thank God that I am not like the sinners. I'm not like this, this tax collector that is such a horrible sinner. I'm not like them. I fast twice a week and I tithe. I am just, I'm so righteous. And I thank you, God, that you have made me this righteous. And then the tax collector's prayer said, Oh God, be merciful for I am a sinner. And it says that those that Jesus says that trust me when I tell you that the tax collector went home justified. He went home free. The Pharisee did not because he didn't see it. But it says that those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And then in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8, it says, And I will exalt you in due time if you humble yourself under my mighty hand. And it goes on to say, Be sober and alert because the devil, your enemy, he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I read that and I've all, I've read that both sections of that verse, both, both parts of that exalt, you know, I will exalt you in due time. If you humble yourself and then I be sober and alert, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking who, whom he may devour. And I've never, I've read them countless times, but I've never read them as a, a, a single statement. But tonight, as I read that in, in, in thinking about us not boasting to God and not be boasting in who we are and what we deserve and not being like the Pharisee that says, I am not like the sinner. Because sometimes we can do that, you know, we have that, 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 uh, that thought of, you know, God, I, you know what, God, I have done everything you told me to do. I did everything right. You need to answer me because I did it right. I did what you asked me to do. Where is my reward? We can have those moments sometimes where we feel like we deserve something. But this verse says, be careful, be sober and alert. Don't, don't, don't. Don't boast. Humble yourself and I will exalt you in due time. Be sober and alert because the devil, your enemy, walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And when I read those together, it made me, it, it brought back, or the Holy Spirit reminded me of the verse in Proverbs sixteen eighteen that says, pride comes before a fall. The Bible talks often about pride and that pride is, is our enemy. And that, that when we are prideful, 
that in this verse, pride comes before a fall. And I feel like as I read that in, in, in how this relates to us, when we love God, we humble ourselves before him and we stay sober and alert because the enemy is looking for someone who is getting sucked up in themselves, who is beginning to boast to themselves because the enemy is really, really good about saying, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you did do everything right. And God should have answered you, but he didn't. He didn't answer you. If you think back to the, the beginning in the garden when Eve, he said, God knows. God knows that when you, he, he told you not to eat this fruit of this tree because he knows that when you do, you'll be like him. And he doesn't want you to be like him. So, you know what? He knows that you're not going to die. You're not, he just, just eat it. And I feel like that's what happens when we begin to, to, to boast in ourselves, when we begin to look at ourselves, when, I, when pride rises up and we think we are something that we're not, or we think we deserve something because of something that we've done. And God says, wait a minute, wait a minute, humble yourself, remain humble, be humble before me because I will exalt you in due time. I will do what I've said I would do. That's a promise. The Bible says I will exalt you in due time. So that is therefore a promise of God that he will exalt us in due time. But when we try to exalt ourselves, when we begin to boast in ourselves and we we look at God and say, thank you, God, that I am not like the sinner, that I do all of this, that I am so worthy of your love. That's the moment when Satan sniffs us out like a roaring lion. He, he gets a whiff of our pride and he comes over just waiting to devour us, waiting to suck life from us, waiting to wrap us up in sin and destruction. So that is how we, our love for God, remains keeps us humble before Him and trusting Him. Once again, it goes back to our love for God causes us to trust Him, that in due time, He will do what He said he's, He would do. And then God with us, this, this was one of those that just, it was, it was so sweet. It was so sweet that God's love is so perfect and God is love. That God's love doesn't boast. And the beautiful thing about God is that He doesn't have to boast. God is the, we, we deserve nothing. We, we, de, we, we are nothing. There is nothing that we could do that deserves or that merits us boasting of ourselves. We are, we, are, we are sinful humans that are only made righteous by the blood of Jesus. We are, we are nothing in ourselves. There is nothing that we can do that deserves us to be prideful or boastful. But God has done everything. God absolutely deserves to boast. God absolutely deserves to boast about who he is because he is God. He is the creator of all things. We are nothing. We didn't even exist until he spoke us into existence. The trees were not there until he spoke them into existence. The animals, the flowers, the, the sun, the moon, the stars. There is nothing created that created itself only God God is the only one that deserves to boast yet he doesn't have to because creation boasts creation boasts 
for him. In Psalm 19:1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hand. In Revelation 5:13, it says, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and in the sea, and every every living creature saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and power forever. In Psalm 66, 4, it says, All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. In Romans 8, 19, it says, For creation waits with eager longing for the revealing the sons of God. It says also that even the rocks will cry out. That if we hold back our worship, that, that, that God is so worthy. And that creation understands. Creation can't help but boast about who he is. That so much so that if we hold back our praise, if we, just, if we stopped, that the rocks would begin to tremble. The rocks would say, hey, 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 I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why. I don't know why you shut up your praise, but, but uh, God is worthy and I have to cry out. Even the rocks will cry out. So God's love is so amazing and it is so full and it is so worthy of boasting that it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to boast because his love is so full and amazing and surpassing our understanding. It is, it is beyond human comprehension. And heaven and earth declare and boast about the love of God. And we are that. We, we are his creation we are his creation, and if there is anything to boast about, it is him. So that is love is week two. Love is part two. Love is not jealous, and love does not boast. And I hope that I hope that you you got something out of it. I, I mean, it, I am I'm excited in this moment right now. I feel I feel energized actually, just uh, thinking about God being His love being so perfect that it's jealous for me because He knows that His way is better and that His way is perfect for me, and that that all creation understands that God is worth boasting about. And, and, and they don't let him do it. They, 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 don't, they don't let him boast about himself because he, they, they, you know what, you, you, we, you don't have to do that. We'll do it for you. And, and, and it is just so amazing. God is so amazing. His love for us is so incredible. And so thank you for tuning in. Next week, we will be talking about love does not dishonor and love is not self-seeking. And these are a couple of more that I will I will go into um, in depth and 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 spend some more time making sure that I'm hearing exactly what God wants to say. And at this point, I I am fully convinced that God is going to speak, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak and lead because of what He spoke to me tonight. And and I'm just. I'm more and more amazed by him and I hope that I hope that that I hope that through this and and in your week this week God God shows himself real to you in a new way because a new revelation from God is is so it is 
it is not something that we should uh, take for granted because those moments of new revelation are what carry us through to the next revelation. Um, and God is, God is never ending in revelations of who He is and how He loves us. So thank you again. And um, if you haven't heard it today, you are loved and you are precious. You are worth fighting for. And have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, night, wherever you are. Be blessed.